Check one, check two, check one, check two. It's the middle of the afternoon. And it's a sunny day. Kids are busy doing their things. So I have a little bit of time. Let's see where this goes. If you find me leaning to one side of the video or, or the other, it's because there's two windows here. And sometimes I like to look out of the window and see what I can see. Um, maybe some dolphins out in front of me as I've got the, the bay area of the North Sea here and a beach down to my right where I can sometimes see people playing and the surfers walking around and maybe 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 a few people doing things that uh, maybe they ought not to be <laughs> Whatever, welcome to freedom. Welcome to the freedom to say no. No thank you. I'm fine. Mm. So, how are you doing? Are you okay out there? How is the world treating you? Are you thriving or just surviving? That's the question. Let me let me rant for a few seconds. You know what bothers me? Lots of things bother me. Here's a thing that bothers me. When people smoke a cigarette, but they hold the cigarette to their side, somewhere around their, their shoulder, and they think that by holding the cigarette to the side that removes any danger that might be inherent in the situation. I say this because I was just watching some kids playing around in the park and a couple of the parents were smoking and they would smoke and then hold the cigarette to the side Meanwhile, they'd be like playing catch with the, their their kids or something, um, because that's all in. It, you know, it's all in playing with your kids when you've got a cigarette in one hand, right? That just that just says it all. Especially during a so-called pandemic, sorry, pandemic, uh, Freudian slip, right? Um, especially during a pandemic that's supposed to affect the, the lungs and um, you have to be very careful with your breathing and breathing, breathing and breathing. Uh, you can't breathe because you can't meet anybody, right? Um, you have to be very careful. With, um, didn't that guy get caught? Neil Ferguson got caught, right? Um, Dr. Lockdown or whatever they called him, right? The, the guy whose figures were um, completely fabricated through models and um, who did he work for? The, the Imperial College? Was it the Imperial College? I think it was. Um, one of those gates founded, funded, funded, not founded, 
before his time, right? One of those gates funded organizations. Wild, huh? It's all wild. It's all crazy. Anyway, the fact that people still smoke shows you how much regard they have for their health and other people's health, especially if all these people now have to stand in lines, queuing, communist style, to uh, get into shops now. And um, a few of them will be wearing their masks, and the ones who are not will, will some of them be smoking, of course. So, yay. Logic, reason, right? You know, people are quite happy to uh, sit at home and smoke their cigarettes, breathing in nothing but poison. But what is it, 300 to, no, 3,000 to 5,000 different chemicals in a cigarette. And yet they'll, they'll tattle and tell the police on, ooh, there's somebody outside walking up and down while they poison themselves. It's earlier than we think. We still have a long way to go as as a culture and as a society. Yeah. Um, you would think that these people would stop smoking after they get around kids. But no. And they don't show any regret or any remorse, really. I mean, they'll, they'll pay lip service, right? For the for the opportunity to virtue signal. But really they, they, they won't care and they don't care. Sad, you know, that the, tr the truth at a certain level is sadness with the understanding of how far gone most people are. Just look at them. Um, go shopping if you dare and look at what people are putting in their shopping trolleys the the boxes and the packets of processed garbage basically we've been scammed we've been gamed we've been framed that's what's happened. Look around, see what you can see. <laughs> Find something to contradict me. Shall we dive in? And splash, here we go. Um, there's a map. Um, it's a map of France. The funny thing is that um, Facebook has Partly false <laughs> false information checked by independent fact checkers. Right, independent. Right, like like the the Facebook fact checkers for COVID are actually people from the laboratories that um, that released the viruses. <laughs> released the viruses? How do you know? Well, we'll get to that. Right. We'll get to that. You know, there's only so many different scenarios. There's only so many different possibilities. One of them, at least one of them must be true. 
Hmm. Amazing how fast people without ideas are to rubbish people with ideas, with their projection. And they map their own reasoning over the actions of others. Another classic mistake. Parlez-vous français? Un petit peu? Mais oui. This is a map of attacked, vandalized and destroyed churches in France. Over 1,000 in four years in France. Over 1,000. Oh, not including, of course, the burning of a very large cathedral in Paris. Now tell me there's no war on Christianity. Nothing to see. Move along. Move along. One day in the future they might dig up the remnants of the churches and ponder what they were, who went there and why just as we ponder the past today. Just as we ponder not only the past, but also the present. As we are guided into our new future, where the police are apparently not necessary. According to Columbus statistics, <laughs> you need to report mask violators in the state. You need to take a picture of them and send it to the state health department. But remember, don't call the police because we're bypassing that system. You know, strange how it is. Communities need to be policed by professional people. They do. <laughs> people who are trusted within the local community. Have you seen the way they move police people, the men and women, around? They move them to areas where they don't know the people, where they don't have connections. Have you seen how they do that? <laughs> it's all part of the plan. Look at how government offices work in foreign countries. Look at how the, the councils work. Look at how they have people only in positions for short periods of time. Then they move them on, right? Don't want to spend too long in any one place. You might actually get to know the people, right? You might get to know the people well, perhaps even too well. You might get to understand the falsifications, the fake that exists inside, outside and around the world that is the media. Let me read you a quote from the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson quoted in the Daily Telegraph on the 25th of October 2007. The world's population is now 6.7 billion, roughly double what it was when I was born. If I live to be in my mid-80s, then it will have trebled in my lifetime. I simply cannot understand why no one discusses this impending calamity, and why no world statesman 
have the guts to treat the issue with the seriousness it deserves. We seem to have given up on population control. Yep. Could it be <laughs> that Boris is the Trojan horse? It does appear to be the way. But remember, you don't have to do everything they say. You don't have to do everything they tell you. You got to think a little bit for yourself first. Example, under part one, section 4A of the Health Protection Act, regarding the wearing of face coverings in public and on public transport, it is quite within your rights to state I am exempt from wearing a face mask or covering as it causes me severe anxiety. A mask or covering, right? It's not even regulated. It's You could wear a clown mask and get away with it, right? I mean, it's so ridiculous. So random. You are not under any circumstances obliged to provide any documentation to confirm this state. It's also a criminal act to um, not serve people in your shop. It's discrimination. So if you go into a shop to buy a product and somebody won't let, won't serve you because you don't have a mask, um, firstly, you can uh, simply state, call it protesting if you like, that uh, you have underlying health conditions and secondly point out that it is actually a crime not to serve somebody um, anybody in a shop you know black white green red old young tall short thin fat whatever it's a crime not to serve people <laughs> but that's once again all part of the plan is it isn't it? Is it not? The plan. Are you aware? And most people are not ready for this, and I've covered this before, but let's just rewind a little bit. Are you aware that the World Health Organization published, together with United Nations organizations, a World at Risk document? It's the annual, annual report on global preparedness for health emergencies created by the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board or GPMB as they are sometimes known. Now this was published in September 2019. There are many key sections. We're just going to look at one short paragraph from one page. We're just going to look at part of this executive summary related to the United Nations stating that this that we must strengthen our coordination mechanisms, um, especially specifically using progress indicators. By September 2020, 
the United Nations, including the World Health Organization, quoting the document here, the United Nations, including the World Health Organization, conducts at least two system-wide training and simulation exercises, including one for covering the deliberate release of a lethal respiratory pathogen. And this is a program on to which more than 90% of the world's countries are signed into. Hmm. Could this be the live drill that people are talking about? Could they have taken it a step too far, perhaps? <laughs> Not letting everybody know that this is what was always going to happen. Um, TheGuardian.com reports how will the world's poorest people get a coronavirus vaccination? <laughs> how? Well, the question is, do they need one? The question is, does anybody need one? Why would you want an untried, untested, unverified chemical substance injected into you? Why would you want a substance that can transform your nucleic core? Why would you want that? Why would you want something that's going to mess with your DNA and RNA? You, know, you can't go back, right? In a system like this, there's no way back. Can't go back. No way. <laughs> What's done is done. But don't worry, because the sinister agenda is, um, is underway already, as reported by Russ Pemberton on Twitter. In Leicester, Leicester City Council are already doing door-to-door -door testing for coronavirus. Already, door-to-door -door testing. You can watch the videos online. A number of smartly dressed, that's said ironically, right? Um, basically, you put yellow jackets, you put fluorescent yellow kind of, traffic warden council worker jackets on people and you just send them out with these chemicals with these tests they don't even test for coronavirus no that's not quite right they don't test for COVID-19 specifically they test for any form of the coronavirus Actually, that's not even correct either. What they do is they test the body's reaction to a virus. Ah. You see how tricky it is to navigate this? See how tricky it is? Ridiculous. Oh, by the way, don't get fooled by those videos of doctors like sticking these heart rate monitors on their fingers and saying, look, the mask is perfectly safe. Don't get fooled by this just this ridiculous um, 
masquerade of science. <laughs> funny how the mask is all part of a masquerade, right? And yet not funny at the same time. Because there's a serious side. Because there is a sinister agenda at work. And Leicester's closed down as well, shut down. They shut down the city and wouldn't let people out. Unless it's an absolutely essential journey. You what? You what? Who is, who is to decide? Who is to tell? Who is to say what's essential and non-essential? Huh? Who died and made somebody else God? <laughs> Whoever it was, I didn't vote for you. Do you vote for gods? I don't know. Probably not. Liberty Hangout on Twitter points out a man in Ocala, Florida drove a van into a Catholic church and set it on fire while the people were inside. But you'd never know because the media just doesn't want to report on these acts of violence because it doesn't fit into the narrative. <laughs> no time for that. No time for that in the overall picture of things. In the pandemic, in the experimentation, back to War of the Worlds, this whole planet, this planned system is a giant experiment. Every social movement is a giant experiment. Every cultural change is a giant experiment. Every tangent is a, is a new possibility, a new way. How can we build the future when we don't properly understand the present and we've already forgotten the past? Yeah, how can we do that? Dailymail.co.uk reports that the British 2012 Olympians, now this is, the story's coming out eight years after it happened. It took eight years for the story to come out. It's a long time. And people knew what was happening. People must have known what was happening. But I guess they figure it's safe now. British 2012 Olympian Olympians were guinea pigs for special forces wonder drugs. <laughs> Uh -huh. No one is exempt. Everyone is a part of the giant experimentation project. British Olympians were used as guinea pigs to test an experimental substance at a secret UK sport project costing hundreds of thousands of pounds of public money in a bid to enhance their performance in London 2012, an MOS investigation has found. Would that be cheating then, perhaps, would it? Mm. You know, I think they should have two Olympics. One for the people not taking drugs, and another one for the people just shooting themselves up with whatever they can find. And um, why not? <laughs> you really want to exp explore the limits of 
what human beings are capable of, <laughs> right? Or people just find other ways to do it, right? The so-called novel nutritional intervention. Intervention, huh? <laughs> That's an interesting word. Was fed to metal hopefuls during competition despite only being available for use in research and there being no guarantees it wouldn't breach anti-doping rules or that it was free of side effects. <laughs> wow, wow. Let's give it to all the healthy people, right? <laughs> UK Sport even prepared waivers, freeing themselves of any blame if anything went wrong, and non-disclosure agreements banning athletes from talking about it. Wow. There's your freedom. Tranches, whatever that means, of documents obtained by the Mail on Sunday showed that 91 elite level sports people across eight Olympic sports were given the product. 91, it's quite a lot. An energy boosting drink branded Delta G. Then at the first stage of in-competition testing in humans. It's all a test, it's all a cover and still you wave your flag and you cheer like it's all just grand. Like it's all just grand. Um, moving on to another British colony, Canada, where um, regional governments are now just making up policy and they're making up they're making up science uh, where law just turns out to be somebody's opinion um, they're polling people about what they think and they're fixing the polls and then creating the laws based on the polls and they're not even debating any kind of science at all if you want more information check out Eva Cummings on twitter.com who's uh, who points out that bad is <laughs> quite quickly becoming worse. Um, the thin veneer that is democracy is fading in many places. Oh, and look, here's a picture of top Democrats discussing something behind closed doors without their masks on. Well, who would have thought it? Who would have believed it? Anyway, don't worry, because BBC.com reports, we don't recommend face masks for general wearing, which was the original position of the BBC. Now, science does need to be upgraded, but it doesn't need to be flipped 180. The deputy chief medical officer said he didn't believe that healthy people needed to wear masks. <laughs> Quote, we do not recommend face masks. During the government's latest coronavirus briefing, um, once again, people don't forget to stay home, protect the NHS and save lives. Um, they can't even get their mantras fluent, can they? During the government's latest coronavirus briefing, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer addressed questions about whether people in the UK should be wearing face masks. Professor Jonathan Van Tam <laughs> said he does not believe Healthy people wearing them would reduce the spread of the disease in the UK. What matters is social distancing, he said. 
stay away from everybody. <laughs> you pack everybody in together and then tell them to stay away from each other. Stay home, but stay away from each other, right? And then your homes became your prisons. You want to pull back? You want to boil blah? You want to pull back? You want a broad spectrum, big picture view? You want to go deeper down? Go to YouTube, search Rosa Coare. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21. Behind the Green Mask. Behind the Green Mask. What is the Green Mask? Just another mask worn by the rulers of society. But don't worry. Don't worry, it's all part of a plan. AmericanProgress.org reports rural hospital closures reduce access to emergency care. But don't worry, it's all for everybody's benefit. So, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic panic has bankrupt a lot of the smaller rural hospitals. Reducing services that will drive more people into the cities. Yeah. The number of rural hospital closures in the United States has increased over the past decade. Since 2010, 113 rural hospitals, predominantly in southern states, have closed. This is a concerning trend, since hospital closures reduce rural communities' access to inpatient services and emergency care. In addition, hospitals that are at risk financially are more likely to serve rural communities with higher proportions of vulnerable populations. Yep, but it's not really about health after all, is it? <laughs> if you can pull back, if you can get away, if you can make some space, a place for yourself, get up early, breathe the air, Get some sun. Yeah. And don't worry too much about what other people are doing. Don't get pulled into their stream, into their chaos, into their insanity, into their projections. Remain aware because a conscious and awake person cannot be repressed. Yeah. Understand that schools were never really about education. Perhaps a few of the original church schools at the beginning were and you do find good-intentioned people down throughout history. Whether it was Montessori or whether it was Gatto, people prepared to challenge a lot of the educational establishment positions. I think it was Woodrow Wilson who gave a speech during the First World War where he said, we need two standards of education, one for the controlling group and another for the for the working 
class, basically. You should check it out. I've never liked schools very much. That's why I built my own. Strange, isn't it? Strange. Strange how everything we do is a cover for everything we haven't done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never liked schools because I always figured that the, the tests were never really fair. They were never really balanced. They were never really objective. They never really measured the important elements. They never measured creativity or critical thinking or curiosity or civic mindedness or compassion or courage or cooperation or caring or empathy or endurance or enthusiasm or humility or humor or flexibility or honesty or leadership or motivation or persistence or patience or questioning or integrity or resilience, or resourcefulness, or reliability, or kindness, or sense of beauty, or initiative, or spontaneity, or self-awareness, or self-discipline, or wisdom, or wonder, or determination, or courtesy, or friendliness, or strength. They never measured any of the good stuff. <laughs> did they? No, they never did. And still you trust in the systems. You trust in people you don't know, that you've never known, that you've never understood. <laughs> you trust them over and above the levels of everyone else. Of everyone else. Strange, isn't it? it? Takes time to get to know people. It takes time to get to know systems. It takes time. It all takes time. It takes time for the dominoes to fall. <laughs> Right. Takes time for the understandings to click into place. Takes time for us to realize our mistakes. <laughs> Thanks for the message. Melissa, I think we know that one already. But uh <laughs> That's life, right? Don't like it. I don't like it when people take without asking. <laughs> Similar problems with giving as well sometimes, right? People are going to give you what they think that they what they think that they're sure that you need without asking you first. I don't know about you. I like to be asked. I like people to inquire. 
Got up early this morning. Earlier than usual. Got the paddleboard out, went down the river. I was met on the river by the seal that you can see in the picture if you're watching the video version. It's really friendly. If slightly nervous and cautious about things naturally, you naturally need to be cautious of man. Man is unpredictable, irrational. Illogical, Captain. <laughs> right? It's amazing to experience the power of nature. I was out there on the, the mouth of the river just like paddling as hard as I could, going absolutely nowhere, thinking, <laughs> Not good, not good. I got there eventually. <laughs> Perseverance, right? Those who never give up, never have to give in. <laughs> you know, you owe it to yourself to do the best that you can for you. You don't need to do it for other people. You need to do it for you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't live with a sense of entitlement. That's just ridiculous. To think that somebody owes you something. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody. They never have done. They never will do. Born into this world. We are. By chance, by accident, by circumstance. We live then through choices. Do you ever listen to yourself? Do you listen to your thoughts? Do you listen to your ideas? Do you ever record yourself? Do you ever think about that? Most people are scared to record themselves because of what they might find, but then what they need to find is what they're scared to look into. <laughs> the most interesting doors are the ones that are closed or locked, right? Got to listen to yourself, got to talk to yourself, got to convince yourself. The most important person to convince is you with all your ideas, with all your thoughts, with all your philosophies. <laughs> Especially in the war that we're in, the reality war. The war where nobody escapes, where everybody is scared and everybody is threatened. You talk to keyed in key workers. Key workers, oh, what a great term. Every worker's a key worker, everybody's got a job to do. There is no job in a free and independent economy and society that is non-essential. Doesn't that tell us a lot about who we are, where we are and what is happening?
I don't like saying a friend of a friend, but a lot of the doctors have to remain anonymous. Because they'll be fired for telling the truth. <laughs> In war, the first casualty is always the truth. Staff only wear face coverings and masks and social distance when public facing. As soon as they are out of public view, the masks come off and social distancing is not observed. Indeed, jokes are made about the measures and I have heard staff express amazement that despite warnings on packets and at point of sales telling people masks are totally ineffective and dangerous, the public still buy them because a politician has told them to. Make no mistake, this is a war on the mind. This is a war on the conscious people of society. It's not strange, or is it? that the coronavirus infection rate doesn't decrease in the summer. Think about it. Think about what the virus is. Think about what it means. Think about where it comes from. And remember the numbers that they're showing you are the test cases, not the death rates, not the serious injury rates. <laughs> uh, at the hospitals, the hospital has always been the last resort. Always. Doctors are as good as they are bad, just like any profession. But then you trust the government, you trust the media, but then you say you don't, but then you still follow the rules. So you're just a walking contradiction. Russia Today, RT.com reports, anti-science saga, the NBC contributor who documented, documented, read that again, the NBC contributor who documented his harrowing battle with COVID-19 never actually had the virus. Would you believe it? I wonder how many more similar stories there are out there. The dramatic televised saga of a doctor's struggle to overcome coronavirus has ended in embarrassment after the NBC News contributor quietly admitted that there's no evidence he ever had the virus. Dr. Joseph Fair appeared at least 10 times on NBC and MSNBC over the last two months to share his fight against COVID-19 with the network's viewers. His television appearances, including an interview from his hospital bed, fueled panic about the illness. Describing himself as a fit and healthy 42-year-old, Fair claimed in May that he had absorbed the virus through his eyes while on a flight. As it turns out, there was no reason to believe he had ever contracted the virus. The doctor announced earlier this week, he was a doctor as well, the doctor announced earlier this week that his COVID-19 antibody test had returned negative and that his suspected illness from the virus remains an undiagnosed mystery. 
I had a myriad of COVID-19 symptoms, was hospitalized in a COVID ward and treated for COVID-related comorbidities. Hmm. You're lucky to get out alive, mate. <laughs> in more ways than one. Lucky to get out alive. But don't worry. The next wave will catch more people. Right? Right? And then it'll be fine because we'll have the people tracked and traced. Society will be reorganized just as it has been so many times previously. The young will overthrow the old. <laughs> what about old lives matter? Eh? What about the old people that have been forgotten, pushed to one side, shoveled into old people's homes? What about that? What about them? SOTT.NET reports, remember the Red Guards. Previously, previously, we used to cheer them, right? To set the mobs on somebody back in the day. It's not that long ago, actually. Generation, generation and a half. An entire continent was overthrown as the Marxist grabbed the children, indoctrinated them, and told them that they were right to think whatever they thought, they were right to believe whatever they believed. And they worshipped the false idols. To set the mobs on somebody in China, one needed only to tie a person to an official blacklist, like the four olds, the four crimes of old customs, old culture, old habits, and old ideas. China's young people and urban workers formed Red Guard units to go after whomever was outed. It's enough, it's enough to attach a colour. Violence, yes. When Mao launched the movement in May 1966, he told his mobs to bombard the headquarters and made clear that to rebel is justified. He said revisionists should be removed through violent class struggle. The old thinkers were everywhere and were systematically trying to preserve their power and subjugate the people. Does that sound familiar? Wetted the mobs took the task to heart. Red guards destroyed historical relics, statues and artifacts and ransacked cultural and religious sites. Libraries were burned, religion was considered a tool of capitalists, and so churches were destroyed. Even the Temple of Confucius was wrecked. 
Eventually, the Red Guards moved on to openly killing people who did not think as they did. Where were the police? The cops were told not to intervene in Red Guard activities. And if they did, the National Police Chief pardoned the guards for any crimes. Oh yeah. There is nothing new under the sun. Education was singled out, as it was the way that the old values were preserved and transmitted. Teachers, particularly those at universities, were considered the stinking old ninth. I wonder what that means. And were widely persecuted. Or is it ninth? Hmm. You label people, don't you? You, you slander them. You, you label them. The lucky ones just suffered the public humiliation of shaved heads while others were tortured. Many were slaughtered or harassed into suicide. Schools and universities eventually closed down and over 10 million former students were sent to the countryside to labour under the down to the countryside movement. A lost generation was abandoned to fester uneducated, later to be praised by the bankers. <laughs> Red guards, Red Guard programs, or no, it's not programs, is it? Pro pogroms. I don't know what that means. Eventually came to include the cannibalization of revisionists. Believe it or not, they went as far as cooking people. <laughs> I know that you'd rather not believe that that happened. But no limits means no limits, right? Zero. None. After all, as Mao said, a revolution is not a dinner party. <laughs> Somebody is calling me. I can hear. I can hear a voice. I can hear a voice. Hey, excuse me for one second. Let me find out what is going on. Somebody need my help. What's up? Okay, cool. Cool. They all got it under control. Dun dun dun. Cool, huh? Cool when the kids start to develop the elements of self responsibility. Nice. Nice. If you want a bit of light relief, um, check out how social distancing rules are created. Um, <laughs> it's a video created by at Awaken with JP. Um, we do need some right, light relief <laughs> in these times. Thanks to Chef Pete Evans for the share. Um, it makes us realize that you know, you, humor and comedy is often a target because 
through humor we have we have our survival mechanisms right oh look there's the um, I'm looking out the window and I, I'm seeing the uh, the dolphin watch boats there, there are these uh, boats that go out and uh, um, take people to see where the dolphins are are, are swimming and they're uh, they're coming in to the harbor out there might be some dolphins ah, you never know um, and after you've had your light relief you can go back to digging out the truth you can check out dr. Seth Gerlich's video about what's in a vaccination uh, at d-r-s-e-t-h-g-e-r-l-a-c-h and he goes through the list of ingredients um, which I think I did the other day as well so uh, it's good to be reminded it's good to be reminded oh yeah um, once again Facebook has been checking my posts saying that they're partly false and <laughs> partly false what is what does that even mean what does that even mean well I'll tell you what you might want to do a few searches online for the company or organization Wayfair w-a-y-f-a-i-r um, you may also want to understand that um, the company have been playing on words um, perhaps it should be w-a-i-f and then f-a-r-e right they've been buying and selling things that they shouldn't have been um, you want to check out the political relations of those or that organization as well you want to check what has been hiding in the rather expensive cabinets and cupboards that they've been shipping around this is how they do it people this is how they do it every now and then a little bit of light leaks through a little bit of the story creeps through in the media and we see the dark side we see how they operate we see how they move we see how they control I can't go any deeper than that because I don't want to go any deeper than that but for sure we live in interesting times it was the best of times it was the worst of times <laughs> we live in sickness and we live in health wherever you are whatever you're doing I urge you to go out side to exercise to get fresh air to have fun to meet people to share the experiences that make life worth living to relate to communicate to educate to elevate 
My name is G. I represent the Academy. As always, don't forget to tell the ones you love that you love them. Take care of yourself and the people around about you. There'll be another video produced soon. I hope. Wherever you are, take care. I'm off to see what the kids are screaming and shouting about. Right. Have a good one.